You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hello and welcome to the Nerd Room. This is episode 128. Here on today's show, we talk everything Marvel, DC, and Star Wars. As you can tell, our main man, Tim, is not here. <laughs> He's the one in charge of the intros. <laughs> <laughs> He's on vacation, but man, we got a jam-packed episode here. We're talking San Diego Comic-Con 2018. Yeah. Oh, man. San Diego Comic-Con is the mecca for nerds. It is. I, I was there last year. Let me tell you, I had such a good time. I didn't get tickets this year. I'm hoping to go back for next year, but I was glued to my phone, glued to my TV, checking updates. What was your level of interest this year? Always massive. Yeah. As always, man. You know, for me, it's it's always about the comic books, but mm-hmm. um, the collectibles yeah. comes right afterwards. So, uh, man, plenty of stuff to talk about there from the trailers, from the collectibles, from the books, obviously, mm-hmm. everything. It's actually so massive, guys, that we're going to break this episode down into two parts because me and Sandy are going to cover the first half, and then Tim going to be joined by two special guests next week covering the second half it's kind of like infinity wars part one and part two at the end i'll be like troy i don't feel so good just slowly disappear into the leaves <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately guys you know we do have to take this show to another place right now um over last week july 19th mm-hmm. on thursday one of us one of the biggest sweaties of them all such a great great person uh the late great john schnepp passed away unfortunately mm-hmm. and um we're, we're gonna cover this we're just gonna talk about it a little briefly here because this guy's so big in our community and uh, i've been following this guy for years he's been such a big voice in in my home i, I tune into this guy every wednesday and all the time on his uh, his movie talk and um yeah we're just gonna roughly talk about this guy and what he meant to us going forward and in the past and uh, man it's such a shame that we lost this guy yeah total shock uh total surprise just just at a loss for words mm-hmm. to be honest with you i mean we we po- podcast and um you know he he does that or he did that and you know he had a show collider video collider heroes right. and after we would podcast we would just sit you know before our cars before we drove home just talking about like you know schnepp and like all the people in collider and uh, john campia yes. and all those people and uh, schnepp was kind of like the guy that like whatever there was a movie review you know, he would be like the one guy that would always like, you'd always listen to his opinion, you know, cause he's, he's the king of sweaties and, um, you know, his movie reviews, he was always honest. He always, he was so passionate. And the thing that, you know, is like sad, like obviously goes without saying like his family lost a tremendous man. Um, but the thing that like really got to me is, you know, this is the man who, when you watch Collider, he'd always say, you know, what a time to be alive. Like he was so thankful that he grew up and, you know, when he grew up, he'd get maybe one comic book movie in theaters a decade. Yeah. You know, like, it was just not a thing. And he would always say, like, how thankful he was that he could go look in the theater and, you know, 12 months a year, there's going to be a comic book movie nowadays. And he was just so thankful. And, you know, it's just such a shame that some of the movies, like, we talk about Comic-Con, it's just not the same. Like, I wanted to hear what his opinion would have been on this Aquaman trailer, uh, what his opinion would have been on Shazam. He would have been geeking out with us. And um, Infinity War Part Two, like it's just a shame that he'll never get to see that movie. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there'll never be another like him. And, and in case you guys out there, if you're not 
too familiar with Schnepp. I mean, this guy's in all of our comic DNA. He's uh, mm-hmm. done the stuff with the the Marvel motion graphic comics back in the day, with Black Panther. He oh, directed really? a couple of those episodes. Oh, wow. He's done uh, the series Metalocalypse mm-hmm. out there. And obviously, he gave us the great documentary, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened. Love it. You know, so this guy's always been around. He's a big time comic guy. And do yourself a favor after this podcast, guys. Be sure to check him out because he'll be greatly missed. I've always tuned into this guy's stuff and I really just love his advice and his knowledge of books and comics and and life his philosophy mm-hmm. everything was just so great about this this man and uh man it, it hit hard you know i haven't felt this way in a while since uh i'm a big michael jackson guy and since right. michael passed i haven't really felt this way and it's it really hit home uh losing this guy and it's gonna be um a voice missed you mm-hmm. know that i won't be hearing anymore and I, I really you know thoughts and prayers go out there to the family and um man it's just it's it, it's extremely extremely sad but uh we'd like to take a time here just to do a you know a moment of silence all right guys well to rock this rest of this episode off i mean we went from john schnepp king of the sweaties king of the nerds king of fandom Mm -hmm. i'm gonna jump right into fandom going into 2018 san diego comic-con let's do it let's jump right in let's do this man so you know i think we always do here at the nerd when we do our week in nerd or week in collecting sanjay what have you been up to, man? <laughs> My weekend collecting, you know, I just picked up the Ready Player One Steelbook. I know we were talking about that movie before this episode. Just what a great movie it was. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm confused. I don't know why this movie didn't crush it at the box office, to be honest with you. But, you know, for me personally, it's my favorite movie so far, 2018. I absolutely love it. So I picked up that. Um, you know, also got uh, a couple other steelbooks. But, you know, just uh, comic book wise, really looking forward to tomorrow. But I guess if you're listening to this, it's Thursday. So yesterday, uh, Justice League Dark issue number one comes out. So brand new series, Justice League Dark. There were some rumors about a a movie coming out. It doesn't look like that's going to happen anytime soon. But uh, check it out. It was one of my favorite series of the new 52 launch. Darkman. Darkman was in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's in this one. Or I th- Dead Man, sorry. Dead Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Dark Man's like that old movie from he Sam Raimi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused. Yeah. yeah, so I think Swamp Thing, um, I think Zatanna, Wonder Woman, uh, Detective Chimp. Yeah. So quite a diverse lineup. And of course, uh, the Hellblazer. Constantine. Oh, Constantine, Constantine absolutely, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We all yeah. remember the Keanu Reeves film. Or we don't. <laughs> you know what? The actor that portrayed him on his show, I think only lasted one season on the CW. Yeah. He's pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Obviously, they like him because he's voiced acted the movie for Justice League Dark, the cartoon one. Yeah, yeah. And he's been on like a couple episodes of Arrow and League of Tomorrow. That's Legends right. Of Tomorrow. That's right, yeah. So I mean, they really like him. Yeah, I'm going to have to pick up that TV series because he's a character that's really cool. So, you know, I really hope they give him another shot at a movie. Yeah. You know, do him right. Do him right because he's not American. So that's the first. Yeah, mistake. that's right. You got to keep that English accent down. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what else, man? Anything else? Uh, that's it for me. How about you? I mean, I came into we're recording at your house because we tried Studio to break B. into Tim's house, but uh, we couldn't get in. So we're <laughs> recording here, and you know you've you've updated. You got a lot of new stuff here. Yeah, man. I'm working on that nerd room uh, follow up here. You know, peak the nerd room. Um, basically, man, I got my hot toys going on here with Anakin. And I've added a couple more Marvel Legends shelves. I'm an idiot because I told you guys out there this time last year, a little bit earlier probably, that um, once I get my hot toy, I'm giving up on the Marvel Legends. Yeah. These Marvel Legends have been ridiculous. They've been so <laughs> good. It's been hard to keep my hands off. I picked myself up a Doc Ock and oh, I'm a Spidey guy. Like, it's I, beautiful. I, I, I refuse. Right? You can't. It's it's in your DNA. You just can't. I, absolutely, man. So I picked up Doc Ock. I've picked up... Um, 
what else do I got here? I got a bunch of X-Men's. I got the 90s Jim Lee Wolverine. I got the Mohawk Storm. Love I got it. Magneto. Like oh, some of the best man. of the best X-Men, right? So, um, and I picked up the Iron Man Mark Seven armor from Avengers 1. Oh, okay. They're doing a Marvel 10-year anniversary for the, for the well, for the MCU. Yeah. But they brought that to a Marvel Legend toy form. So I picked up that guy. He's he's looking pretty fresh. And I picked up some books, man. I got um, X-Men Blue on trade. X-Men Blue oh, okay. 1, 2, and 3. And these are cool books. They've taken the old school X-Men team yeah. from way back in like the 60s that we know. And they brought them back to current time. Cool, cool. And Bendis did this already. And it's still the same team. But they've taken them into a better direction and kind of given them a little bit more of a modern tone. Yeah. With some really cool enemies. So I like what they're doing there. And I've also picked up Vader 18. Nice. This book's cool. Everybody out there that's been listening, I've been trying to convince you for the longest time to pick <laughs> up uh, Charles Soule Vader. Yeah. But Vader 18 is dope. I, I've dubbed it the the, the Tarkin test. Ooh. It's basically Vader and Tarkin going at it on this, yeah. this like survival kind of game. Survival of the fittest. Man, it's freaking awesome. <laughs> I love it. I finally picked up uh, Batman 50 as well. Oh, okay, yeah. I haven't read it yet. I, I have it, but I haven't read it. I'm so far behind. The only comic I'm like somewhat caught up in is Wonder Woman. Okay, well, I'm dying to know what you think of Batman 50. Okay. Yeah, dying to know. I'm huh. like 10 issues behind on that, so oh, it might be a while, be a while yeah. A while. Okay. <laughs> Maybe an episode like 250. <laughs> when, when Aquaman comes in theaters, we'll discuss it after. Yeah, sounds good to me. <laughs> sounds good. we got plenty of Aquaman coming up later today. Of course, we're going to be talking about that. But uh, moving right on, man, keeping it San Diego Comic-Con, what stood out to you, man? Um, you know, besides the trailers, yeah. Um, two things. I'm going to go with the Aquaman action figures. So they released them, the DC, not Legends, I think they're called like the Multiverse Line. The Multiverse Line, yeah, yeah by Mattel. Yeah, yeah, so we got Aquaman, Mira, Orm, Black Manta, we got the Trench, we got Volko. So a lot of cool line, like a lot of cool figures for that line, so I'm super pumped. I don't know when that's going to hit. And it Must be close to DC, uh, December. Oh, for November, sure, yeah, 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 hopefully. Yeah. Um, And the other thing, you know, I didn't really much comic news, but the other thing that struck me was... Felt like, you know, something was missing this year. And I feel like Marvel skipping the event was not a nice decision. Was not, you know, what I don't think it was in its best interest. Marvel's doing fine on their own. Um, uh, you know, we all know you you can count the money. Like you need a Scrooge McDuck vault to count all the money oh, Marvel's made. So bad. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Feige's swimming in one right now. <laughs> But it's tradition to come to Comic-Con, you know, and it's not like they didn't have anything coming up. They have um, Captain Marvel. Yep. Um, and they have Infinity War Part 2. That's right. And the Homecoming. Well, the I guess homecoming. that's Sony's division. Yeah. There, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah. So, you know, I was a little disappointed that we didn't get any MCU love. This yeah, it's year. a little weird, right? Not having a bit of Marvel there. I mean, yeah, they had the Star Wars presence, so I guess you could still stay with the with the books. I think they announced some comics and whatnot. But mm-hmm. I, I feel you, man. It's weird not having some Marvel love. I mean, at least if we can see like some concept art, like what they did last year when we got to see the uh, the scrolls and like right. the concept art for Brie Larson's uh, Captain Marvel. That's right. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, I do wish we got some of that, but. At the same time, man, it was pretty refreshing to just have DC come in there and <laughs> kick open the door. Oh, man. man. Yeah, that, that, that was some good stuff. Um, you know, for me, I really love the uh, the DC action figures for the animated series Batman line. Yeah, you Big have a bunch up here. Yeah, man. I, I, I love these figures, and they've uh, kind of been on a standstill for a while, mm-hmm. probably for the last three, four years. They've done like little doses, but dual packs. Yeah. I'm not really fond of those because they're pretty expensive. But 
they did release the uh, Batman anime series Bat Bike with the Bat Helmet. Oh, man. And it's, it's pretty dope. We got a Harvey Dent as well, the classic Two-Face, which nice. looks just supreme. And then they gave us uh, the Scarecrow. Oh. Scarecrow looks dope, man. I posted it up on Twitter, so if you guys aren't caught up, go out there and check it out. But, man, it looks so dope. You, oh. know, you can't go wrong with those figures. I used to have those figures like when they originally came out. I think they were like, I don't even know how big they were. They maybe like four inch or five four inch? Four inch, maybe five, yeah. Yeah. You know, five on a good day. <laughs> but uh, they also announced that they're coming out with a complete series on Blu-ray. I noticed that. Yeah, so huge. I know. So I have it on DVD. Uh, you know, and with the DC streaming service, it makes sense that they would come out with it on Blu-ray because it's on high definition. But it also includes Batman Mask of the Phantasm on Blu-ray. That's massive. That's a great film oh, animated. One of the best Batman films of all time. One of the highly most underrated animated films of all time to hit the big screens. That's like, right. On. I actually saw it in theaters. Really? Yeah, yeah. My mom took me because it was only there for like a week. That's right. I, I don't heard know. horror stories about it. I remember everyone was like terrified of this movie and I got it on VHS. Still yeah. have it. And uh, it was just great. You got to be able an origin story because this is... Well, I guess we already had year one. Did we have Frank Miller's year one at this point? Yeah, yeah, because I think year one was 80s, and so this was, That's I right. think, 92, 93, I'd 92. like to say. Well, yeah, because I know we had, because year one came out, uh, Frank Miller's year one came out after Batman Dark Knight Returns, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so yeah, it must have been like 80s, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, so we do get a little bit of an origin story here of, of Bruce, and it was it was good, man. It was so cool. Still in that universe, obviously, of yeah. the, the Batman animated so that's fantastic, man. We we also got um going back to Hot Toys, Darth Vader, Return of the Jedi, Hot Toy. Oh, okay. Here, man. Like we have the Empire Strikes Back one, I believe. Yeah. And I think there might be a Rogue One slash Episode Four, but this guy here looks dope. Looks pretty mint. I'm gonna get my hands on that guy so for sure. So wh- what's the difference? Uh, the buttons. Oh, okay. The buttons, they changed and I it. I think his belt is a little bit different too. But I've always been more of an Empire Strikes Back Vader. That's that's my Supremo right there. That, that's your Vader? That's my Vader. Man. I'll take any Vader. I ain't yeah, picky. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't picky. Um, another hot toy is the Spider-Man PS4 exclusive. Only on PS4, obviously. Yeah. The hot toy is coming oh, out, too. Okay. This thing looks just crazy. Like, you know, toys in general have just stepped up their games. From mm-hmm. Mattel, from Hasbro, to the hot toy sideshow. These figures are just looking incredible. It's unreal what they're doing. But I'm leaning more and more towards that Hot Toys. So uh, I don't know if I'm going to get the Spider-Man because I like my Spider-Man to look like the classic 616, you know. Right. Um, so I'm going to look at it. Yeah. Window shop, but I won't <laughs> buy that one. <laughs> you should be able to rent them. Oh, that'd be awesome. Right? Because, no. like, you you you, know, you never look at it 24-7. They should be like a Hot Toy rentals place. That'd be sweet. Like, hey, guys, I'm having a Hot Toys party. Come over. And I'm right? just renting these Hot Toys. <laughs> I won't tell you guys I'm renting them. But, right? Yeah. Just be like, oh, this is my whole collection. Come take a look. And it's like the whole, like, Avengers all done up on Hot Toys. You're like, yeah, this is just, like, my regular, like, shelf. That would be crazy. I've gone online and seen the, the displays of these hot toys. And yeah. These things are pretty pricey, man. And just see people do that. But I mean, you got to pick and choose too, right? I think as you go down the road, and you know this too, and, and so does Tim, as you collect longer, you really start to narrow your focus on what mm-hmm. you want and what you don't want. At least most of us tend to do so. So um, that also helps when it comes to budgeting and whatnot, right? Yeah. So. Budgeting. That went out the window. <laughs> San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> I think they have like a partnership with Visa. Yeah, because every nerd just like puts it on platinum. Put it on the card. Yeah, yeah, just put it on the card. I'll worry about this next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, books? Did any books stand out to you? Just with you, I didn't actually um, follow the comics that much. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know what's gonna come out. Um, my comic reading has been dropping lately, so yeah. I I got to get back into it. It's not like a zero right now. Like I still read 
occasionally. Yeah. It's just that uh, work's taking up too much time and yep. the movies, man. Uh, you know, I've been hitting those movies hard, so... I, I got to find that balance. I got to get some more into readings. Yeah. yeah, it happens. You find that point and you, ca- you you catch up and it's so refreshing. Yeah. You know, when you get to just dig in 10 issues deep back oh. to back, man, it's it's awesome. But f- for books, we, um, well, I mean, keeping it DC, I don't know if this was mentioned at Comic-Con or not, but we are getting an arc after the, the wedding of Batman. Okay. I believe it's called The Cold Days. Oh, nice. Um, Mr. Freeze. Mr. Oh, Freeze is Mr. coming Freeze. back in the loop. Supposedly, Bruce uh, Wayne has been called to jury duty. Yeah, I heard that. Right? So yeah. that's going to be an interesting story. I think yeah. Mr. Freeze is one of the baddest villains. Like, dope. I love oh. this guy. He is, like, one of my favorite villains. He's talking about the animated series. Oh. The animated series took him from, like, a bumbling, like, uh, Captain Cold knockoff <laughs> into, you know, literally one of the most sympathetic, one of the best villains. Oh, man. He is so cool. Like, he is... No pun intended. <laughs> In terms of, like, top ten Batman villains, he's top five for me. You know, one day we got to rank our top 10 Batman villains because oh, between him and Spidey. We should do that. One Batman, one Spidey. Oh, Those are top two villains, Rose Galleries. Oh, for sure. Who for would you sure. say three? I think The Flash is pretty good. Flash is pretty good, yeah. Flash, especially as of late. Um, Fantastic Four, man. Okay, Galactus, yeah. Galactus, The yeah. Scrolls. Tha- uh, yeah, you could say Thanos was in there. You could even say Black Panther at one point. Yeah. I think the Fantastic Four have a great arsenal of villains. Okay, I was going to say uh, X-Men. Oh, of course. Magneto, oh, Juggernaut, Mr. Sinister, Sabretooth, Mystique. Yeah, you know, there's a reason why they've been putting out so many movies, right? Because they have the villains to to do it. That's a good call. Yeah. That's yeah. A good call, and it's Marvel, too. So I'm not even just like showing love to DC. That's here. right. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Look at that. Look at that, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So, so we're going off of the comic books then for the, for the novels. And Tim and those guys are going to dig into it deep. But I just got out of my two cents here. Uh, we are getting Claudia Gray coming back to the helm of Star Wars, Star Wars novels. She's doing Masters and Apprentice. This woman is a fantastic writer. She did uh, Lost Stars, which was one of my favorite novels. And then she also went on to go do Bloodlines, which just focuses poorly on uh, Princess Leia. Oh, nice. Before episode uh, seven, but quite some time after uh, episode six. So right in between there. So episode 6.75. <laughs> yeah, you can say that. I like what Lion King did. Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. Lion King one and a half. <laughs> so yeah, she's coming back. I, I'm totally looking forward to that. This story is meant to take place of in between the time of Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi before episode one. So I love what they're doing here. We're going to get into it, but I really love that Disney is going back to the prequel era. I love the prequels in Star Wars, and we're getting a lot of high content going back there. We're getting lightsabers again. Like <laughs> I, th- I think actually as uh, that generation that grew up on the prequels as kids, yes, as they get older, there's that appreciation for the prequels. For sure. I think, you know, the people that compared, like, are they as good as the original tr- trilogy? In my opinion, no, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that they're crap. Right. And I think a lot of people made that distinction in error when they came out because they were older and like, this ain't my Star Wars. Whereas like we were younger, like I didn't watch the prequels, but I'm sure like you were younger, Tim was younger. So when they watched them and when they watched them as kids, you know, they're like, man, this is like my Star Wars. Like this, this shit is awesome. So, you know, it's funny how it comes in cycles. Like for a while there, the prequels, like you couldn't even say the word prequel. You get banned. You know, you just go into a comic yeah, shop. Get out. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Hayden Christensen? Like, get out of here. Now he, you know, we're showing him some love. Yeah, he showed up a celebration, man. A round of applause. I think he had a standing ovation. Maybe he not. deserved maybe I'm it. it up. I don't know. Maybe it was just you. <laughs> Probably was. I was standing <laughs> up over my laptop just clapping. He's getting his coffee at Starbucks and Troy's just there giving him a standing ovation. He's like, you're my man. 
take the higher grounds of the coffee. Well, you know what? Going back to that that comic I mentioned, uh, the uh, the Tarkin test that I dubbed. Yeah. Uh, Tarkin calls out that that high ground, which is oh, kind of okay. cool. So yeah. they're running with that joke. Um, and then we also have another novel, which is cool. Going back to the prequel era, E.K. Johnson is doing a Padme book, and uh, that's called, I believe, Shadow of the Queen, Queen Shadow. That's going to be pretty cool, man. E.K. Johnson, I also did the Ahsoka book a while back that me and Tim were raving about. So plenty of good Star Wars coming off. But man, going about Star Wars, we're jumping into the Clone Wars. Yes. Clone Wars has been saved. It's been saved. I love the Clone Wars. <laughs> Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah, man. <laughs> so, okay. Church. Oh, my goodness. Let's uh, let's all, you know, let's all take a moment here and... and- so we got the Clone Wars. So tell me about this series. Why is it? First off, it got canceled. Did it get canceled prematurely? Yes. So it, t- so tell me about this. As someone who hasn't even watched the Clone Wars, like I've I, I haven't watched anything about the Clone Wars. Right. Fill me in as a noob. Oh, Clone Wars is dope. It's Dave Filoni and George Lucas at the time with the original Clone Wars. Okay. Not to be mixed up with the animated series because there was like a like a hand drawn one. Yeah. This is like the three D animated one. It takes place um, after Attack of the Clones. But before quite some time, episode three, um, Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, they're like military times now. There's like General Kenobi and and, uh, and Anakin's kicking ass, man. He has an apprentice named Ahsoka, okay. a.k.a. Snips. Uh, we get a lot of uh, intimate relationships with the clone troopers themselves, though. They're not so faceless. We get some in-depth stories about them, mm-hmm. uh, how Order 66 worked with them, how um, some of them even spotted Order 66 before it happened in Episode 3. But the Order themselves kind of like, you know, just just turned the head towards it and ignored the fact that, uh, you know, Palpatine's on the rise, man. But okay. there's so many good storylines going on here. Even, I won't say good, but there's even some Jar Jar stuff in there that happens okay. a little later on. But what's really cool and excites me is Dave Filoni is now going to be able to finally finish this chapter. He's mm-hmm. going to finally put an end to it. It's going to lead up to the Soka book that I just mentioned by E.K. Johnson. And it's 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 great times, man. I'm so excited for this uh, this cartoon series to pick up. We don't know when it's coming out, but it is going to be exclusively on the Disney stream. Oh, okay. So I'm sure it's going to get a lot of people's attention. So the Disney stream, is that available in Canada? It, it better be. It better be because obviously we're not getting the DC one yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's so disappointing. You see the prices for it? Seventy nine for the year, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not too bad. Seven, I think it's like seven bucks, eight so, bucks. Yeah, I month. think if you pay like per month, it's eight bucks a month or like seventy two bucks a year. Right. So whatever. Well, the cool thing with that, I mean, we can talk about that too. Basically, to Clone Wars, we're wrapping it up here, but we're finally gonna get a definitive ending yeah. to the Clone Wars. Anakin's back. Obi-Wan's back, Ahsoka's back, we're getting Rex, it's a great trailer, check it out, and um, the other cool thing I want to quickly mention here too yeah. is that celebration, Dave Filoni gave us a clip before of Boba Fett having a, a final kind of showdown with a bounty hunter, my favorite, Cat Bane. Oh, okay. Um, I feel like we're going to get an answer to what happened to Cat Bane finally, because a lot of people love Cat Bane, much like mm-hmm. myself, and we've been wondering what happened to this bounty hunter, so I feel like they're probably going to include that in this season somehow and uh man all around prequels are back baby (laughs) (laughs) that's right you know i mean the prequels came before yeah exactly man show some love but yeah going back to uh, your your dc stream there man what do you think of this we're getting like motion comics now presented to us on television that's awesome i've I've heard people that have uh got to sample it 
actually watching on 4K comic books yeah. is like another level. Like they're noticing parts of the panel they never noticed before. Oh, okay, yeah. There's a narrative aspect that goes to it. You can time it. The cool thing too is your family. You can sit down there as a family and yeah. read these comics together. Oh, this I never even thought of that. Groundbreaking. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So you know, it's TV shows, movies, and now uh, the comics. Yeah. And there's some exclusive content as well, and there's original TV series. So we got. Uh, Teen Titans, which we saw the trailer for, uh, Swamp Thing, yep. a Harley Quinn animated series, and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, some uh, classic movies. So you got like Batman, Superman, Christopher Reeves, I think, is on there, Batman yep. Returns. I mean, DC has been pumping out stuff since uh, 1977 Superman, the movie. And even before then, Batman 66. That's right, and Wonder Woman. That's right, yep. Linda Carter. So, I mean, there's so much content on there that they can definitely do it. And the thing that excites me is that, okay, so DC, Warner Brothers is going through with the stream. They obviously got to fill it with content. So we're just going to get more and more DC content. And that's Smallville, only a good baby. thing. That's right, Smallville's yep. coming, like on the uh, subscription service. But like, we're going to get more and more original content. So like, you know, it makes, it forces Warner Brothers to continue with their DC movies. And to continue, because eventually you have to assume the whole DC Extended Universe is going to be on there. Well, not only just that, because that brings us to another thing, is DC World, the world of DC. That's right. Which is, a, I think, a brilliant move. I don't think any of us suspected that, but that's a pretty cool twist on this whole DCEU. Given a definitive name, I believe, World of DC. I, well, I actually, I heard that. That was just a rumor that... Uh, oh, yeah, so, shoot. So they just like posted on the banner, Welcome to the Worlds of DC, yeah. for their panel, but I don't... like it's Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounds cool. Worlds of DC, awesome. right? Yeah. I love it, but yeah, because that encompasses all the different multiverses and everything. Exactly. Maybe they'll go with it. You know, there was some good traction for it. So. I hope so, because that makes sense. You know, when you're watching this new Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix, you're not That's thinking right. twice about trying to connect the dots. Mm -hmm. um, there has been some theories out there that this could be the origin story of the DCEU Joker. Oh, okay. And the one that we see um, in Suicide Squad is actually Jason Todd. Oh, so, okay. Uh, okay, that's kind of cool. That's kind of interesting. But if it's not the case, that's cool. Like, it doesn't have to all connect, and mm -hmm. DC can really make that their niche. So. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing that would be cool, too, is if you had this, I think it's called the Black Series or Black Label, um, with all these, like, spinoffs and one-off movies, if that thing becomes, like, a big hit, you can see some very interesting movies. Like, DC is all about the Elseworld stories. Yeah. So there's no limits. There's nothing to worry about continuity. So in the future, we could get, like, a Superman Red Sun movie. Oh, my gosh. Or Green Lantern Earth 1. Uh, right? Like, there's literally, like, you could do anything that's an Elseworlds story. And also stuff that's, like, brand new and not just comic book minds, like, comic book writers' minds, but also uh, writers and directors in Hollywood. That's like, right. there's so much stuff you could do with an Elseworlds that, um, that's one thing that, like, uh, they could have over the MCU is that MCU, everything has to be in continuity. So you could never do a story where... Iron Man kills Captain America and the repercussions of that. Right. Whereas in um, DC Black Series, you could do Superman goes crazy in Injustice Story and he kills Joker or That's he right. kills Batman. And you could have like a war between them with like, with like, you know, where you don't have to worry about continuity. It's just a one-off story and then boom, you're done. Move on to the next one. And you know what I love about what you just said too is it's so, in the words of the late, great John Schnepp, it's so sweaty. It's yeah. so nerdy, but it's cool because that's the fan base it's marketed towards. So mm -hmm. they don't have to worry now about going over the audience's heads because 
the audience is paying for it now. We know what we're expecting yeah. or what we're getting. So give us all the comic book goods you can possibly give us. And the good thing is, too, um, these movies, the production budget is way less. Exactly. So I think this Joker movie that they're talking about is like a $50 million production I think I, budget. I heard the rumor, 56 mil or something. Yeah, yeah. and um, there's also talks Birds of Prey is going to be the ninth film in the DC Extended Universe. Uh, that production budget is $65 million. Wow. Yeah. That's with Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie is an R-rated, uh, low-budget Birds of Prey. So I think she's co-producing, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good thing, DC. You just keep giving us more content. Give it to give it to me all. Give me everything. Well, since we're still talking about the streaming, I was going to put this a little bit later, but yeah. we might as well talk about the Titans trailer. What did you okay. think Yeah. Um, the Titans trailer. So, I'm a huge... I'm not, like, a huge fan of the Titans. Like, growing up, I never read the comics. I never watched the first cartoon series, Oh, the original uh, one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I never did catch that one, but I do watch the Teen Titans Go. Hilarious. I love it. I think it's a really good show. It's definitely aimed for a younger audience, and the movie's coming out this weekend. Um, great reviews. I think it's at like 100% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. It's so funny. Did you see the episode I just watched it with my daughter where they go to like an 80s like uh, band, B-E-R, and they like play this song, and it's like this... Uh, it's just amazing. They go like this Elseworlds and it looks like something out of like the 80s. Like, it's amazing. Like, the show is so original, so much fun. So original. Yeah. I love it. The The jokes are hilarious. Um, so people are like, oh, this Titans, it's, you know, Robin says F Batman. And they're like, oh, it, it's too, it's too mature. It's too like, man, what about for the kids, man? But, um, you know, we just gave you kids. You, you Kids can watch Young Justice, which is something else that's coming on the streaming service. Yeah. So teens can watch Young Justice. Young kids can watch Teen Titans Go. And adults can watch uh, Titans. DC, they have something for everyone. So, you know, if you're like, oh, my kids can't watch Titans, then be like, show them Young Justice. Then they shouldn't be. Right? They, they shouldn't be watching it. Right? Not but- <laughs> everything has to be geared towards kids. There's Absolutely. A, there's a lot. Sometimes stuff has to be geared towards adults as well. I completely agree with you. My only criticism with the trailer, there's a, there's a couple things. It, it did feel a little fan-made-ish. Like the, yeah. the budget looks really low. Yeah. The cast looks great. I'm rooting for Robin. But that Robin, the F Batman for me was like, Get that out of here! It's it's it doesn't belong out of the out of the mouth of Dick Grayson. You can give that to Damien. You can give that to Jason Todd. Yeah. But you can't put that in Tim Drake, and you can't put that in uh, Dick Grayson. That just felt really off mm-hmm. for me. It, 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 yeah, it really threw me off. Apart from that, though, everything was pretty cool. The effects were a little a little iffy. I, I'm hoping we're gonna obviously grow this character into the Nightwing. Yeah. Oh, that's the end game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I completely agree. Um. You know, as we were saying, like uh, on Twitter, Titans is there's so many characters, and you got to spend budget on costumes and special effects for like someone like Beast Boy. Yeah, you could spend your whole budget like on his transformations into animals, right? So, you know what we were saying is, why wouldn't they just do like a Robin solo? Exactly. Right, and then you just have it like kind of like a Smallville or like something like that, where it's just like okay, he breaks up from Batman. And then he goes on. You know, yeah. Or do you remember um, Birds of Prey on CW, the TV series? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but like the concept, like the first episode was uh, the kid, I think it was the daughter of Batman and uh, Catwoman. That's right, which was Huntress. Yeah. yeah. And then so like the first episode you had them and then they never made an appearance again. And then um, it's just like her story. Yeah. You could have done something like that for Robin and maybe even throw in Batgirl. Yeah, I would really love that. I, I'm hoping we could get some cool flashbacks of of Robin, like if you, I guess this is taking it pretty dark here, but if you did some flashbacks of Robin growing up with Bruce yeah. and just being just 
totally turned off of what he was as a kid mm-hmm. going through all this stuff with Batman because he'd be like 9, yeah. 10, 12, 11, 13 right. fighting with Batman and he's away from that. He's he's older but it's it's left him kind of morbid almost but he's partnered up now. He has to he has to now trust these new kids around him and go on these adventures. I guess that's one way of doing it but I would uh, I would like to see the show really kind of focused on Robin. Mm-hmm. One, because I'm obviously a Dick Grayson fan but I'd right. like to see the core emphasis be on on robin and then kind of have the other guys just be supporting i I think so because he's definitely the most famous most popular for sure definitely the most famous sidekick in comic book history um he's such a great character i definitely want to see uh you know the robin there's talk of a nightwing movie in the dc universe uh chris i think mckay who did the lego batman movie is set to direct yep who knows when that'll come out, but uh, yeah, Robin is just such a cool character. The Nightwing costume is awesome. Yes. He's the one character that's evolved in comic books and has stayed that way. And that's what I love about him so much. Uh, right, yeah. right. And everyone remembers Robin, but then when Nightwing came out, they're like, oh, who's this badass? You know, with the mullet and the blue suit and the yeah, bird the on pop it. pop collar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because such- really, they weren't aging characters, really. I mean, you know, it's funny. In comics, they did, we're going on a rant here, they did age characters through a point, I think like to the 80s, 70s, and then yeah. just they stopped. Yeah. But Robin stayed where he did and everybody else kind of, you know, went all over the place. And hopefully so. we get it in Canada. I mean, I don't know what their plans are to release this internationally. That's the other thing. Because, okay, here's the thing, Warner Brothers, DC, if you're listening, you have a ton of fans up in Canada, ton of fans down in Mexico, ton of fans around the globe. You know, this thing, the United States is one market. I, I you know, I guarantee they could double subscriptions. I know, like... There is some issues. I know with Canada, stuff has to have percentage of Canadian content. Right. So if you're on the radio, X percent has to be Canadian music. So that's why in Canada you hear a lot of Nickelback, Celine Dion, Avril Lavigne. Drake all the Drake. time. Drake, yeah. Drake's always on. This is like the Drake channel. <laughs> right? Um, so maybe that's the hang-up because nothing in the DC streaming service would be Canadian content. No. So maybe there would have to be something... Um, maybe, you know, maybe they could get away with it saying like, oh, we filmed some of this stuff in Canada because some of the movies are filmed in Canada. CW, like crazy, Smuggle, Arrow, all that stuff, Vancouver. Right, so maybe they can get away. Maybe that's the holdup. I don't know what it is. You know, there could be some legality issues, but definitely, um, you know, if you are Canadian and you do want it or if you're just on the States, just let them know because if the voice is loud enough, then the demand's there. They're definitely going to pursue it. Yeah. I, maybe they'll just put this on Netflix, you know, and just Netflix will give them a cut like Netflix Canada. Yeah, because it's got to be it's got to be something. Um, you know, Netflix Canada has a just put on Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman's there. Yeah. No Man of Steel for some reason. It was there at one point though. Was it? I'm pretty sure Man of Steel was there at one point. Weird. Yeah. No Wonder Woman. No Justice League yet. Well, Sanjay, you know what time it is. Bat it's- time. Not bat time. Grabs time. Oh, grabs time. Grabs time. Sir okay, grabs. okay. I've been practicing. The Grabs theme song. All right, let's let's hear if I have to cut it out or not. <laughs> okay, the, the, Troy, drop that beat. Boom. Next week. <laughs> well, Mr. Grabs, Sir Grabs. Unfortunately, Tim's not here, so he won't be able to answer this, but I'm sure he'll he'll try and pick it up maybe next week or um, the following episode afterwards. But our, our boy Grabs over there, this is his question. All right, Grabs, here we go. I recently began reading Marvel's 80s comic, G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero. I'm getting close to issue 21, which is one of the more famous issues due to it containing no dialogue. That's that's so cool. Yeah. The entire story is told with just the art. 
Okay. Awesome. So my question for the three this week, just myself and Sanjay, I guess for now, are there other comics that have not done this or that have done this? Well, there's lots that have not done it. <laughs> <laughs> are there other comics out there that have done this? Which comics slash artists are the best at telling stories with the art? Can you think of any clever ways of an artist that have told stories without the use of chat bubbles? And finally, if you had to pick one panel from any comic to represent the most iconic heroes, which would it be? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. Grabs is so dope. Yo, his questions are just crazy. If, if he was a Batman villain, he would be the Riddler. Because he'd oh, always sure. throwing out those questions. For sure. Right? Yeah. Halloween costume idea, Grabs. Hit us <laughs> on Twitter with that one. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if you go as the Riddler for Halloween Grabs, I will send you a DVD copy of Batman Forever. That's not bad. Right? All right, it's not bad. I can't yeah. say I dressed up as Riddler for that one, but it's not bad. I did, and it came out. I had like the green onesie spandex, rocking it, but like it was cold, so you had to wear like the winter jacket underneath. Yeah, because all, all your Halloween suck. Yeah, it's freezing so up. So you gotta there. wear two costumes. Yeah, <laughs> you're always like the person, and then like the fat version of it. You're like, I was the fat Riddler because I had this bulky like winter jacket underneath. So I'm like the penguin and the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, if they had a love child together, <laughs> that's who I would be. <laughs> well, grabs man, this question's dope. I really do like this, and uh, I gotta say, hmm. Well, I got I got Spider Man. I always got yeah. Spider Man going on for a comic that had zero dialogue. I can't say the full issue ran this way, but half of it did. The beginning half, and this issue is Spider Man six fifty five, Amazing Spider Man. Um, basically, this is the run that started Spider Man on the quest of no one dies, nobody mm-hmm. dies. And what happened is that in the issue prior, um, Marla Jameson, J. Joe Jameson's wife, was killed by Alistair Smythe, if you guys remember the name oh, yeah. Alistair Smythe. Yeah. He is back and he um I believe it's him. He killed Barla and it's it's huge. It's devastating. Spider Man feels it in the worst way and this comic opens up right off the bat, you open this book and it's like in memorial or in memory of Marla Jameson. So the mm-hmm. tone's set. It's a black panel. You're like, oh, man. You open up the next page. J. Joe Jameson is just getting out of bed. There is zero dialogue anywhere. The yeah. art is awesome. The art, Marcos Martin. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so the, the, the book opens up. J. Joe Jameson's just getting out of bed. He looks depressed. He looks sad. He looks run down. You know, he goes off into wherever to get ready. He's mm-hmm. coming in ready for the funeral. Next page opens up. It's Peter Parker doing the same thing. I think he's just coming out of his Spider-Man gear to now go into, like, some other clothing in mourning. And it goes to the rest of the Spider-Man family and cast and everyone's just down on their luck. It's, it's it's not a good look and they're getting ready for this funeral and there's still, this is like four or five pages in, there's zero dialogue. Everything's in the face, everything's in the art. Now, uh, Martin's art is very reminiscent of like a 60s kind of style. Mm-hmm. It's so cool but the color is also fresh. This, this book is awesome. Pick it up if you can find it. Spider-Man 655 but eventually, you don't get your first taste of dialogue until... Spidey calls it a day, goes to bed after the uh, the funeral, and he goes into a like, uh, dream sequence of Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Uncle Ben leads him through this whole journey to pick yourself back up again. Spider-Man sees all the people that he's let down, from Gwen Stacy to now Marla to Ben Riley, his clone brother, basically. Mm-hmm. Or just his clone, but he's like a brother. <laughs> yeah. So he goes through all that stuff, and it's at the end of this issue, he declares no one dies on his watch anymore. He's, he's not going to allow it. And it's cool. He goes on this big run to just like protect everybody at all costs. Eventually, you know, you go to about 50 issues down the road, and Spider-Man is now becoming to Superior Spider-Man, and that's a whole other ballgame, where Superior Spider-Man's killing folks. <laughs> <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> but, is he branding him with like a spider symbol? No, he doesn't take it to that extreme, but he's... he's, he's <laughs> 
he has a gun in a oh, wow, issue. Oh, really? Even, yeah, but um, yeah, grabs. I love that question. And, and the other one for panels, like, iconic panels for me, um, there, there's two. Um, uh, for one, it's it's Spider Man on Homecoming did this when Spider Man is when he's lifting up with the whole science lab. Oh, and yeah. And he uses all of his strength to save that May. He has to get her that medicine. Yeah. And that's so powerful. And then they, re- they do it again in Homecoming. And it's 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 key. It's one of the essential moments. Or Spider-Man, it's it's the cover where it's like Spider-Man no more. And his back's turned in the alley. His suit's in the in the, in the, the dumpster. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Another one that you can probably vibe with is the first time I read, there is... Um, there is chat there is uh bubbles chat bubbles in this one but it's court of owls uh greg capullo and zach or scott snyder's yeah. batman run court of owls when batman's piecing together what the heck's going on when he's in the court of owls lair and you're yeah. reading this book and you're so engulfed by the book and the next thing you know you're turning the book sideways right what's going on yeah and then when you finally realize what's going on you've actually just turned the book upside <laughs> down and you're reading I, I guarantee anybody the first read will do the same thing yeah it's so well done it's fantastic it's one of the the best Batman books out there, and there's a lot out there. Yeah, but man, those, that for me, all of that right there is just ah, phenomenal, man. Nice, nice, yeah. nice pulls. Um, well, the no bubbles. Uh, there's two I can think of. One is the Batman uh, recent issue. I think it was Batman and Robin, uh, death of Damian Wayne. Oh. Batman's son dies, um, and the whole issue is no, uh, no uh, speech bubbles. Is that the Grant Morrison run when yeah, he died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's, That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so there's that one. And the other one is uh, Death of Superman, where he's fighting Doomsday. Now, I think there are, there is a couple speech bubbles, but eventually the art, you know, each page, the art gets bigger and bigger until you're nothing but splash pages. And it's just Superman and Doomsday beating the crap out of each other. No words exchanged. It's just beautiful art. It's fantastic. Um in, you know, uh, in terms of like panels that are iconic, like there's so many you can go with. Um, I'm going to go with a couple. Uh, Bane, when he's breaking Batman's back. That Absolutely. Is, that is 100% the Bane picture, the Bane pose, if you will. Oh, yeah. The backbreaker. Um, um, the one with Superman. Now, this one has uh, thought bubbles in it or speech bubbles, but it's. Um, it's a couple. It's, it, you might have seen it online. It's this woman, uh, this girl, and she's going to jump off a building and commit suicide. And Superman flies up to her and is saying, like, you know, your psychiatrist really was late in traffic. Um, you know, sometimes uh, these things happen. Uh, doesn't mean that she doesn't love you. You know, you're so much stronger than you really are. And then, like, Superman gives her a hug and, like, wraps his cape around her. And, and that you know is that's Superman to that's me. That's powerful. That is such a great image, such a great story. Um, so that's Superman. That's the Superman image I always think of when I think of Superman. Um, and Batman, you know, I got to give a Batman image. There's so many. Like Batman is just so iconic. Uh, you know, probably just anything drawn by Jim Lee with Batman oh, is, is amazing. Yeah, Batman standing on the gargoyle, right? And then yeah, you have Superman across the Metropolis and yeah. doing the same pose. Yeah, that that's that's key right yeah. there. Um, just some of the other like iconic images. Like I'm thinking, of, I'm trying to think of like some movies with like Batman in it because he's been in so many. You know, I'm trying to think of like something from the Christopher Nolan series. Well, 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 uh, Dark Knight when Batman's standing on the tower. Yeah, is, is it the yeah? It's or actually no, your movie, um, BVS Batman versus Superman when Batman's yeah. standing and it's like the very Batman Dark Knight Returns kind of yeah. look with the. Uh, does oh. he have the gun? 
the shotgun. It's in Dark Knight Returns. Oh, he has a shotgun. Yeah, yeah. He, he has like the uh, it's it's a scope, like a sniper's exactly. rifle. But he's he's like homing beacon, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh man, I love that. Or or the scene in Justice League which they cut, where he's standing on the gargoyle and the lightning goes. Yeah, they didn't cut that one, did they? Jerks. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, another common one, of course, is um, the death of Gwen Stacy when Spider Man's right. Gwen. She, yeah. He lost. Like that's that's huge. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you know, you're talking about Venom, when you have like the symbiote coming off Eddie Brock. It's like some of those panels. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. When um, what do you call it? Todd McFarlane was doing. Oh, the Todd. Art. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Oh, Todd McFarlane. Crazy. With the web shooters of Spider Man. Yeah. Or the famous cover of Spider Man. That's was right. Three hundred or four hundred, where he's like covered in webs and the spiders are kind of on him. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, so can't sick. go wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, there's so many great artists. Um. I'm trying to think of like um, some panels. Like I'm thinking of the Killing Joke, with oh, Joker's Joker hair the, the... when it's like ha ha ha, and he's like that moment when he flips from being like a regular guy to being the Joker. Yes, it's just so iconic, and it's just like his hands on his like head. I mean, oh, I, the villains get a lot of great splash pages, like a lot oh, of great panels. Do they ever? Do they ever? I mean, and speaking of splash pages, obviously this this one here I'll do for Tim right off the bat is Captain America and, and Iron Man. Pairing off in oh, Civil War. Oh, yeah. You know, you have the shield against the Unabeams. Like, yeah, that's, they that's even huge. did that in the movie. And they did it in the movie. And that's, you know, that's that came out in 2005. And it's already, you know, 2005 is kind of long ago, but not that long ago compared to everything we've mentioned. Yeah. And that's already had its place on film on the big screen. Man, that's crazy. I love when uh, you're watching a movie and it's like they ripped it from the uh, panels onto the screen. Yes. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about this Aquaman trailer coming up. And there's so many stuff from there. Oh, but, my yeah. God. Is there ever? Well, actually, sorry. Before we get to the Aquaman trailer, I did have one more for grabs. This is, this right. is my last one. It just it just came to the top of my head. Right. Speaking of Civil War, this is just before Civil War, and Spider Man's moved into Tony Stark's Avengers Tower. Yeah. So he's living there, and I think Peter, yeah, Peter Parker. So Spider Man's not in the costume. It's just Peter Parker, and he's walking with Mary Jane. And I don't think there's even any dialogue except for the fact that Wolverine happens to be there. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine, you know, he's, he's pretty rugged. And he says something to Mary Jane. Something that's kind of like like making his move a little bit on Mary Jane. Oh, okay. And the panel is great because you see Wolverine kind of like say something. And then there's no dialogue. And you just see Peter Parker's hand move. Yeah. And Wolverine's gone. And then you, see, you look <laughs> at the window and Wolverine's been knocked out the window. And it's, just, it's so cool to show the strength of Peter Parker and how he holds back. I mean, yeah. that's strong that he can just knock Wolverine out the window oh, effortlessly. Yeah. yeah. It's such a great panel. I don't that's think awesome. there's much dialogue there. So that's that's a cool one to look out for in Amazing awesome. Spider-Man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, man, from Amazing to Aquaman. Let's do it. It was Aquamazing. Aquamazing. I love that. Oh, bro. Jason Momoa. He brought it. Oh, he yeah. He brought it, man. The crowd's really digging this trailer. Oh, I dig it. I dig it. So, coming in, you know, I've been hyping up Aquaman. You know, this is the movie that so much is riding on it for DC. Because if this movie flops and bombs, Warner Brothers ain't going to be moving forward with a bunch of their stuff. I mean, they have stuff already in pre-production. But if this you know, if this movie knocks it out of the park, there's no way they're not going to be like, okay, let's continue on with this universe. You know, this is like the pivot movie. This thing can change the whole franchise around. So they had to come in, and this is the first trailer we're getting. It's only five months out. They had to knock it out of the water. You know, this thing couldn't have sank. You know, it had to have been a hit. And I'm blown away. I, You know, this is reading Aquaman for like the last how many years I've read it? Five years. So not that long. 
it just feels like an Aquaman comic brought to life. And some of the images that we see in the trailer are literally ripped from like the covers or ripped from the screen. It's it's a beautiful trailer. I would have loved it regardless because I love DC <laughs> and I'm a bit of a fanboy. But uh, Troy, you know, coming in to this trailer before you saw it, okay, what was your anticipation level for Aquaman? We didn't really get, we haven't seen a lot. So after, so what was your anticipation before? What did you think? And what is it at? What is it now? Well, yeah, you guys go back a couple episodes. I wasn't down at all. I was kind of just Aquaman out. Yeah. Before you even got in. <laughs> My face went all weird there. Never mind what I said there. But I got to say, this this trailer is pretty cool, man. Like, I made the mistake of watching it on my phone at first. Yeah. And I don't know, my Wi-Fi was bugging, so I saw it in like 144p. Oh, uh, okay. Crappy. I've watched it at home on the big screen, with the bigger screen. It's pretty cool, man. I have little, little issues, but for the most part, it's cool. There's action, action sequences when, you know, Jason Momoa Aquaman crushes the sword and then punches it down. Like, oh, my goodness. That's cool. Black Manta looks dope. He is going to kill it in this movie. That costume. That costume, because on paper... Like, in the comic, it works, but then if you're going to translate that into the movies, it's mm-hmm. like translating Wolverine's yellow costume. You're like, that's going to look ridiculous, yeah. but it looks really cool. Oh, yeah. Really I, cool. I think they've shown, like, Deadpool has shown, you know, embrace the colorful costumes. Yeah. I mean, I know this is just, like, an all-black costume, but, like, it is a colorful, like, different costume. And the headpiece. The headpiece yeah. is just absolutely absurd, but the fact that they can pull it off here just works for me so well. Yeah, so the action sequences look look, look fantastic. It's pretty cool. The, the 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 cast across the board is is dope. Like I'm mm-hmm. feeling that the underwater stuff looks so cool. The world yeah. looks great. It looks like Naboo on steroids, but <laughs> <laughs> at least underneath Naboo. But yeah. my only thing is the water doesn't look right, and I, I think it's I'm not too worried because it might just not be finished yet. This movie yeah. still has some time. Yeah. But like the bubbles aren't lining up enough. Like I don't feel like they're wet underwater, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. But I do like the moments we get that are like Wakanda like where they're cheering. Yeah. You know, like, it's right from Wakanda, that kind of stuff. <laughs> even though this isn't a Marvel movie by any means. Uh, we've got the brother rivalry rivalry going on with yeah. uh, Ocean Master. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be cool. He has a great shot here with the cape kind of going oh, in the water. I, yeah, I, I dig it because like Okay, Justice League, you had to you had to like go in like the land or like the bubbles. Yeah. Um, but you know what? It's kind of like you know you watch the Little Mermaid, and there's no uh like bubbles there. They just talk, and you can hear it. Like I'd rather them do that. And you know what? We're talking about a movie where there's the city of Atlantis under ocean. Just embrace it. Like I know it's not realistic that yeah. they can talk, but who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. For, for me, it's not even the talking. It's just like the motion of things. I don't feel like like when i'm watching it mm-hmm. without any sound it doesn't feel like they're underwater except when things hit and collide yeah so that's my my only thing i i can i can totally see past the the dialogue and all that kind of stuff and all around i think it's just maybe just it's just not completely done yet so oh, i'm, I'm sure. really not too worried but on a grand scale of things this looks pretty cool um i will be seeing this now yeah for sure. Jason <laughs> you didn't have it you didn't have a choice i was bringing you regardless <laughs> i i need this in my box office run and i need this for my dc yeah. love you so not mary poppins oh uh, mary poppins is going down y'all <laughs> <laughs> but now, I the, mean, the scale of these uh monster waters or yeah the trench guys yeah monsters look pretty cool too oh my goodness i mean just everything about this screams epic to me yeah you know what i mean like this james wan could have played it safe he's saying you know what i'm going for that gold ring i'm going for that uh going for the gold let's just bring it and everything here you know just screams epic you for know sure 
What do you think of the the logo, the title card for this whole trailer? Does it feel kind of misplaced, like the color scheme of everything, with it being like white and crisp and futuristic? Yeah, does that it, work for you or what? You know, it could be something to do with like Atlantis. Okay. Because like I know when they originally put it out, it was more like the traditional like gold and green. Exactly. So this title card, I'm a little bit. Um, I think it's like Orm's colors, maybe. Right. So I had to see how it plays out in the movie. I, I do kind of like the white, but the the symbol I prefer the traditional one. One hundred percent agree. What do you think of them hopping out in the desert towards the end of the trailer? You know, so that part is kind of like, what the heck are they doing? Right. But uh, the Jeff Johns run, you know, he, there's a run where he uh, is joined by the Aquaman and the others. Okay. And so he jumps out of the plane and lands into the the desert. Okay. So I'm thinking like Mira can control water. So I'm thinking maybe she does something with the water that like uh cushions their fall because they're like why are they just jumping out of the plane without a parachute so i don't know what's going on here it at first watch i was like what this doesn't make any sense right but you know we have to see the context i guess what, what are your thoughts on that it's it's interesting like i mean it'd be crazy if it was like a dried up uh atlantis which which i i doubt because we'd see more things than that but it's um it's interesting. It's kind of always cool to take a character out of their element, right? It's mm-hmm. cool to take Spider-Man out of the big city and yeah. throw him in a field. You know, it's right. cool to put Aquaman in a desert. It's cool to put Batman in the sunlight. You know, yeah. things like that are kind of neat to see at times. So, uh, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, I mean, I have really high hopes for this movie. I think it's going to crush it. Um, the villains are going to be amazing, I think. You know, you got uh, Ocean Master. We talked about him. He looks really cool and, you know... Th- we haven't even seen his full costume, his comic book costume, because he's just in like a couple of battle armor. Yeah. But he has like the helmet. He's got the purple costume on. So that's going to be really cool. You know, I'm really excited for this franchise. I hope they don't kill any of the villains because they definitely have like Black Manta, Ocean Master. You could put him in Legion of Doom. That's been yep. teased. You could put him in Suicide Squad 2. Easily, that raises the level of anticipation for Suicide Squad 2 if you throw in that. Or even like... Justice League 2, um, you know, I think DC still isn't going to give up on the Justice League concept. The first one, you know, may not have gone as well as they would have wanted. But uh, teasing this Legion of Doom and teasing the cast, I mean, you can't tell me the anticipation wouldn't be insane if you have this movie. We have Luther, Deathstroke, Black Manta, Cheetah, um, Black Adam, and then you throw in the same cast from Justice League, but you then you throw in Shazam now. Sounds pretty good. Right? I mean, I'm talking like, say say Aquaman and Shazam hit. So you got a, a Man of Steel. You got a pretty good Superman movie. In my opinion, the best Superman The best movie. Superman. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, you got Batman v Superman, which some people were lukewarm on, but a lot of people like Batman. Yes. Um, then you got Wonder Woman, which was such a huge hit. So Aquaman hits, Shazam hits. You know, that's five heroes out of the eight that have had solo, uh, have been in movies that have hit. So, you know, you just need a Flash solo movie, which I know is coming. Uh, you'd have to think it's coming. Uh, Cyborg, which Cyborg, you know, I would love him to get his own solo film. Um, but he could always be like the Hawkeye where he doesn't have his own solo film, but he just shows up. Yep. You know, I think Cyborg, maybe if they decide to do a Teen Titans movie, you know, maybe take him off the Justice League and have him be like the Batman of the Teen Titans. For sure. Where he's like, okay, I fought with the Justice League. I'm going to train you guys now. He's babysitting. Right? Right. Right? Like, that would be cool. Like, Cyborg is such a cool character. I loved him in the Justice League Jeff John run. Yeah. Um, So, I I definitely want to see a Cyborg solo film. Um, 
I just don't think it's gonna happen. Do you think anyone will appear in the um, Aquaman movie? Le- like from the, the, the Justice universe? League or anything like that? If anyone would do it, I think the one that would make the most sense. You know, I'm trying to think. Like, I did like how they did in Suicide Squad with Flash just showing up, taking out Captain Boomerang, and then like done. I really like that. Like, just something like small like that. Um, I'm trying to think who it, they would do it with. I don't think it would be Superman. Wonder Woman? That makes kind of a lot of sense. Th- eh? That'd be really cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely, like, just sh- have her show up and just, like, one scene, like, maybe at the beginning. Yeah. Because, like, this takes place the day after Justice League or a couple days after Justice League. So, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm just super excited that the shared universe is filling out. You know, um, it's going to be really cool. And I love the connectivity that we're getting, you know, I, I, I would love to see Wonder Woman show up, what she would do. I don't know. Maybe she introduces herself and, uh, you know, that'd be cool if there's like, uh, Atlanteans and Amazons meet. You One know? day. I'm sure we'll see it on the big screen. As long as uh, these movies are executed fairly well, mm-hmm. I'm sure one day we'll see that happen. That'd be just incredible. So just basing this off the trailer, you know, um, do you do you think this is going to be a hit? Like, do you did you think the trailer did enough for general audiences that this thing is going to? You, you feel confident that yeah, I feel like Aquaman is going to beat. 200 250 million domestically i don't you know why because it's comic-con right now and comic-con mm-hmm. is geared towards us yeah you know? so we're yeah. gonna get excited for it i don't know if the general audience i hate i sound like a broken record the general audience but i don't know if this was enough for them to really hop on board and i'm i'm nervous about mary poppins being where it's gonna be yeah in december so that's gonna be interesting i would i'm tempted to see what or i'm curious to see what the um reaction is going to be like for the mary poppins trailer mm-hmm. how people are going to see that because that movie's old like yeah <laughs> yeah sequel to that, it's crazy but there is obviously appreciation for mary poppins she, she's classic right so i i just don't know if this was enough but for the most part though it seems like the general audience or not the general audience, the general fan base of the property like what they see if you're an aquaman fan you like this trailer most likely absolutely and yeah. I, you know the thing that gives me hope is december is such a big movie month you go back to last year, Star Wars made how much million? Six hundred million? Domestically? Yeah, domestically, yes. Yeah. Uh Jumanji made four hundred million. Jumanji killed it. So that's a billion dollars between two movies. So we have Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, Aquaman, and Alita, I think. Alita Battle Angel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So between the four of them, you know, could those four split a billion? I could see it. I could see it. You know, I'm off- not sure about that Battle Angel movie. I don't know. You know, I think that might come in fourth place. It's gonna be yeah. a race. You know, it's it's exciting. Like, you think it could do Ghost uh, Ghost in the Shell numbers though, as in like no numbers. You know, it could same it kind could, of fan base. Yeah, it could easily do it. You know, that's the thing we we won't know. And I think the cool thing is it's forcing these movies to go for it. Yeah. They can't play it safe. They gotta be something different. And Aquaman is something different. And I think you know, uh, come Christmas time, people are gonna be like, okay, what do you want to see? I say Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Go see it. It's on my list. <laughs> I will be checking that one out too. <laughs> Looks pretty cool. I, that does look pretty cool. I, did we get anything from We got that? a little bit of footage. There was a pretty cool image I saw out there on Twitter where we got a really good look at Miles, uh, Spider-Gwen, and a seasoned Peter Parker. That's right. Yeah. You and Tim. <laughs> are, you, are you spider-gwen then is that what you're saying i guess i'm spider-gwen that's my halloween costume how do you know oh man no that that image did look good i, I i'm feeling pretty confident about uh that movie and i'm rooting for you i am rooting for you for this uh aquaman you know um people say like just reboot just reboot it takes a long time to reboot and for audiences to like 
forget and forgive? No, no, no. Spider-Man would beg to differ, though, right? Like, look at that. Like, Spider-Man came out 2014, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. You saw him in the MCU by 2016. But if you look at, like, uh, like the numbers, the Spider-Man numbers, you know, didn't do as well as the Sam Raimi ones. It, it didn't, but the superhero genre has changed, and this Spider-Man movie was received well above the Amazing Spider-Man yeah. whole stuff, right? And and more so than Spider-Man 3. So it's on the right track. It's doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Spider-Man's back to where he needs to be. Granted, it's different because Spider-Man's like, he's huge. He's already established. Yeah. Whereas Aquaman isn't some of the DC characters aren't. But uh, for me, I'm always on the side of, of rebooting in this case because I yeah. love DC so much. If it's up to me, I, I actually, I like what they're doing with this uh world of dc if that's the case yeah but if they were to say we're rebooting tomorrow and we're starting with superman or we're starting with wonder woman i'd totally be down i'd be a little hurt about gal gadot because she's doing everything right mm-hmm. so is henry cavill yeah but it's the whole franchise itself isn't so if they came and said this is what we're doing the set game plan we have a studio lined up and this is what's going to happen i would be super excited that'd probably be the most exciting <laughs> <in my opinion. laughs> i I, th- I think uh aquaman's gonna change a lot of uh, change a lot of opinions because Wonder Woman did so much for that franchise, yep. for this franchise. Uh, if Wonder Woman doesn't break out, they probably are rebooting. Let's be honest with well, you. Well, because that's a scary thing, right? Because Aqu- or not Aquaman, Wonder Woman did so well, and then the follow-up was Justice League, mm-hmm. and it, and it didn't. I, I think we're seeing now that audiences have evolved, where they're not going to sit through a subpar movie. Yeah, you know, like um, the hype just wasn't there. Uh, I I did like Justice League, but I understand why a lot of people didn't. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I feel like the audiences are too smart now, where you can't just slap a name on and people will see it because of the name. Yeah. You know, there's so much out there. There's so much competition nowadays that even um, Ant Man and the Wasp. You know, you look at it. I think it's like 165 million right now. Wow. That's uh, that's quite low for an MCU film, and it's the second lowest grossing right now. Like, I I took it uh, six sixth overall. Right. So you know, thinking that there'd be an Avengers bump that it would clear two hundred mil easily, I don't think so anymore. And you know, you could go back and listen to our review where it, me and you were both just like kind of lukewarm on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so I I think you kind of audiences have evolved to the point where. They've seen everything, you know, comic book wise. That we have to wow, and we always have to keep evolving the genre, uh, keep evolving the movies, and that's why I'm so excited for Aquaman because we haven't seen a movie completely set underwater, you know, since The Little Mermaid, which was an animated film. For sure, and I think what we also have to keep in mind is too is people have to really pick and choose when they go to the movies because mm-hmm. movies aren't cheap. Yeah. And if you think about it, if you went and spent your money on Aqua or Wonder Woman and you had a blast, but then you know, well, Justice League's coming out, and I'm kind of on the fence about it i'm gonna wait for black panther because i've been yeah. more anticipating that because people really do pick and choose what theaters they want to go to not mm-hmm. theaters but when they can go to the theater yeah so i think like uh, like a black panther an awkward i keep saying awkward <laughs> i wonder woman and a, 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 um, an infinity war that's like i must have deadpool yeah. deadpool one was great i'm gonna go see it and man was okay i'm gonna pass mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's things like that um, that that kind of work in its favor or not? Yeah. So it's it's going to be interesting about Aquaman because that December release date is it's going to be a tough one. It, it's going to be busy, but I, you know, a lot of people are off work. Yep. Um, it's it's a fun time. People always go to movies around that time. Yep. I, I was can you know I was thinking they should push it up a week, get get a week ahead of everything, and you know, and then come back. But then maybe that would hurt it too because the second week would have a big drop. So it, I don't know. It's gonna be a fun time. I know I'm gonna see Aquaman probably two, three times that weekend. 
down. Yeah, I, you know, I'm really, a million. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we're talking about movies evolving the genre, evolving superheroes. Shazam, another uh, superhero film from DC. And, you know, I think this one did the most in order to sway people into thinking, wow, this movie, you know, I heard about it and I was kind of like, yeah, I'll pass. And then they saw this trailer and everyone was blown away. Yeah, I was on board. This is the trailer for me. I saw Aquaman first. Like I said, yep. I saw it on my phone. I was like, whatever. I saw this next on my phone, though, when I was on board. I was down. It felt like it's not like Deadpool, but I had that same kind of energy yeah. about it. Just the comic relief, the kids being a superhero. I think we would all act that same way. Right. You know, uh, Billy Batson. So I really like what they did here. It seems like it's borrowing a little bit from the new 52 line, a little bit. Yeah. But making it a little less asshole. Because I guess Billy in the new 52 is a little darker, slightly. A little bit of a jerk. A little bit of a jerk. But here he's more of like a realistic kid. Yeah. Growing up in these times. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's a 14-year-old kid uh, who has been through how many orphanages. Yeah. Of course he's going to be a little bit jaded. Right. But, you know, the scene where he saves his, uh, his brother... Uh, you know, the first off, what kind of bullies beat up a kid who's an orphan and you know is disabled? It's brutal, like, that's I, horrible. I was watching that, I was like, man, and then when he like hit him with the cane, normally I'm like, oh, but in this one, I was like, yeah, get him again. Oh, like, yeah. keep going. Who, who are these jerks, <laughs> right? Right, definitely, but, man. This trailer, like, David Sandberg, the director, he brought it like this ripped out of the pages again. Like, you look at all those, uh, you know all those uh, chairs set up in the background where he meets the wizard. Yes. You know, I'm not the biggest Shazam uh, reader. Like there, there's not even like a, a series right now going on. No. So he's kind of like a, you know, he was a character that was bigger than Superman back in the day, but uh, he's kind of went away. DC, you know, doesn't know what to do with him, And maybe this movie will spur like a movement kind of like, um, I'm thinking like guardians where like, they were kind of like in the background, but once the movie hit and it was huge, now they're like one of the biggest, uh, sellers at Marvel, right? Or, so, or even like Iron Man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to see Captain Marvel back in the fold, and as I said, I would love to see him in Justice League. For sure, I, I think Justice League could totally use a member like this with his yeah. charisma. I think what uh, is it, Levi? Uh, like, Zachary Levi. Yeah, yeah. I, I love what he's doing here. Mm-hmm. The costume for me is the only thing that's still kind of weird because it doesn't look like that's his body. It looks kind of like very padded yeah <laughs> but apart from that it, it it works for me because i'm just having fun with this the mm-hmm. whole time i love when he goes into the convenience store and stops crying yeah. i love when he's trying to fly that looks so good it's so yeah. well done when he drops back down um it's just it looks like a lot of fun and and, yeah. and that's okay to say you know like, yeah it has to be more than that this looks fun do you know what Can't vibe wait? oh uh, do you know what vibes i'm getting from this is sam raimi spider-man the first two yeah you know where yeah. it's just like peter parker's learning how to use his powers even in that one, he says Shazam. Remember Peter Parker's trying to... He's using the, the web. web. Yeah. Away. Yeah. Shazam. <laughs> right? Spider Go or something like that. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. That's, that's hilarious. Yeah. I'm definitely... You know, I feel like this one here could be a game changer. You know, I, I think so. I, I've yet to see like how it plays out, but you know, we talk about kids' wish fulfillment. You know, this is a movie, every superhero film, even Spider-Man, he, he was a teenager but he's not like a 14-year-old boy right you know this is a legit he's 14 years old and he turns into someone with the powers of superman yeah right like as a kid growing up who wouldn't want that like i know every time i watch superman i was like damn i wish i was like superman for sure right for sure no it's 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 great i think this is the right tone that dc needs to 
for sure because it's not so dark but i feel like i mentioned to you before i feel like we still will get some dark elements yeah you know him being an orphan too we'll get something on his past which is going to be just great when, when does this come out again uh april i think yeah so i'm uh, i'm totally on board man this this for me was one of my uh favorites coming out of comic-con i can say absolutely i think this one did a lot to change opinions and you know as you said like the the tone Shazam definitely is like a lighter tone character. Yeah. So they couldn't have gone like dark with him. You know, you couldn't have like Zack Snyder directing this movie. No. You know, uh, Zack Snyder is more like, like the, the darker characters. For sure. Even, even Superman, like his man of steel was perfect in my opinion. Love what they did. It's right? a modern tale telling of, of the character Superman. But like, I, I don't think like he would have been a fit. David Sandberg is a perfect fit for this guy. Yeah. And I'm excited. And you know, the cool thing is exciting for these movies is, I'm excited to see what comes next. Like these are the first ones, the origin stories. A lot of times, the second one are always the better one. I, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I can totally see. You know, I'm gonna call it now. We're gonna get sequels for Aquaman and Shazam. I'm calling it now. That's bold. I'm I'm saying you know they're gonna come. You know, I'm thinking after Shazam, Birds of Prey or Wonder Woman eighty four is coming out. Um, we didn't see anything from there. From what I heard, people were pretty hyped on it. Um, very, they said very like Linda Carter tone for uh, Wonder Woman 84. And then after that, you know, you got Birds of Prey and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking after that. So, okay. So let's pick the next three movies after Birds of Prey. So you, DC. just to be clear, you think Aquaman will get a sequel before Man of Steel and before even Batman gets a movie? Yeah. Because wow. I think it's going to be that big of a hit that WB is going to fast track it. That's going to be interesting because do you know what the budget is for Aquaman? Uh, 160. Oh, see, so it's pretty big, and can't be cheap, obviously, to do that world, that underwater world. Yeah, so uh, one sixty, and so you add in marketing. So you know, I think if it clears four or five hundred mil. Yeah, because when it's all said and done, it's probably well, marketing is like double, so it's probably like three, three something. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean, then you got to factor in other stuff too, like merchandise, and I mean, yeah. just and ticket sales and stuff. I it's think it'd be crazy. I th- I think I think it's gonna be like that big of a hit, you know. I maybe I'm overselling it, but I could easily see Aquaman and Shazam outgrossing Justice League. I could see. Uh, I could. I don't know. I mean, maybe overseas they'll do pretty well. Aquaman, I, I th- it might yeah. have that overseas appeal. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So so okay. So we got these eight. You know these, and then Wonder Woman, and then Birds of Prey. Apparently, is gonna start shooting. Um, you know, there's already been like a news article that they got some sort of tax credit already. Uh, for Birds of Prey, so that's coming up. So then after Birds of Prey, not what do you want, but what do you think the next three DC movies are going to be? After Birds of Prey? Yeah. Birds of Prey is what year? Do you know? We don't know yet. I think 2020. We have to have Batman. Yeah. We, we absolutely have to have a Batman film in there. Uh, We could possibly have a Wonder Woman 3. Okay, yeah. Yeah, we could have a Wonder Woman 3. Uh, another DC film... Flash. Yeah. Flash needs to be in there. I, I agree. I think Flash comes after Birds of Prey. I think, yeah. you know, we're talking about Justice League 2. That's yeah. kind of, you know, the end game, building up this Legion of Doom. And I think if they do it right, I think they will see that Avengers type bump with the Justice League 2. I think people will be like, okay, I didn't get number one, but this is a completely different story. You know, Aquaman I liked, Shazam I liked, I liked Wonder Woman, you know, Flash comes out with people like that. And especially I, I, if they can match this tone of Shazam. I think Flash needs Shazam this tone, tone yeah. The Flash, yeah, they, it needs that tone. I agree, sure. I agree. So I think Flash will come out. I'm going to go Green Lantern Corpse. 
Oh, of course. How could I forget about Green Lantern? Yeah. And we're also forgetting what Teen Titans Go, the movie, can also do for bumping up these superheroes, right? Right. Because they're playing off a lot of stuff there. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Green Lantern, right? There's yeah. some funny stuff in the trailer going back and forth. So oh, yeah. That that could probably help it out a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I think Green Lantern Corps, because then you throw and say Green Lantern versus Sinestro. Yeah. Then you throw Sinestro and the Legion of Doom, and then Green Lantern shows up. I mean... You talk about like a team movie. How amazing would it be to see the Justice League six members and then you throw in Shazam and Green Lantern? Right. Right? Like you're talking about like a powerful team. Like I just want to see a movie. They don't even have to fight anybody. Just have them standing at the watchtower or the Hall of Justice looks like I think that's where they're going with Bruce Wayne's they old set mansion. That up. Yeah, with the I, chairs. I, I think you could do that. And I think with the members though cuz it's a lot. I think you could probably kick out Cyborg. To yeah, be honest, and yeah. put in uh, like a John Stewart or a Hal Jordan. I, I think you could do that if he shows up again in Teen Titans. Like, yes, he's such a cool character. Um, I never read the character, but uh, until he was in Jeff Johns' Justice League run, and I think you know they play off the young angle, him and Shazam playing off one another could be gold. That could be pretty right. Cool. It could be like a really cool dynamic where those two are like younger and they're kind of. Uh, you know, they're playing video games or they're hanging out. And then you have like Batman, like working strategy with Wonder Woman. And then in the background, they're playing like, I don't know. What's the video game kids play these days? They're oh, playing Fortnite. Mario Kart. Yeah, they're, they're playing, playing Fortnite. Fortnite. Of course, yeah. it'd be Fortnite. I think it'd be kind of cool too to see Cyborg in the Teen Titans leading, yeah. being like he's been appointed to lead, yeah. but Robin feels more worthy than he should be because Robin's been under the bat. Yeah. So yeah. Robin's like, no, I should be leading this team. So they could be butting heads, but he's like, no, well, I've been chosen as a leader. I would like to see that dynamic between the two. I, I would love to see a Teen Titans movie, but do you think they're going to do it now that we have the Titans TV show? I think it doesn't hurt because we've had like the Flash We've had all these TV shows go on still, Gotham and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It still doesn't stop them from putting out stuff because they're pretty divided, even though it all comes under the same brand. Yeah. So I still think – but it's tough to say with that Teen Titans one because that one's that one's tricky. I think we might not get a – we probably won't get a Teen Titans movie, but we'll get a Robin or a Nightwing yeah. standalone. Oh, that would be cool. For sure. Would you like to see him in the Justice League? They call up Nightwing and they're like, yo, come up to the bigs. Um, no, I wouldn't want to see Nightwing there. If this was like a younger Batman, I would have liked to kind of seen like Robin in the background and then like, yeah. oh, you've got yourself a psychic. Kind of like what they did in um, Justice League Frontier, the animated one. Yeah. When there was like a time jump when Batman was riding solo and then oh, Superman visited yeah. him and he saw Robin in the background and he's like, hey, I see you got yourself a psychic. Yeah. That would be kind of cool to see. But with the timelines and whatnot. I guess you could see a Damien Wayne. That'd like, be cool. Who's this kid? Yeah. I have a son. Yeah. Really? You know, like, yeah. you could maybe pull that off. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, it, it would be cool. There's a lot of characters like they did in the show that I would love to see movies again, like Supergirl. Yeah. I would love to see a Supergirl movie with, like, a big budget, like, Man of Steel. But well, she Supergirl. exists, though. That's the crazy thing. She yeah. exists in the Man of Steel because they had that comic book tie-in. That's right. And they've never gone back on it. Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll bring it up. I mean, remember before... Wonder Woman or Batman v Superman came out. Everyone was saying that Amazons were just descendants of Kryptonians. And I love that idea. Really? I thought that was so cool. Uh, no, I didn't like that. Really, like, I thought it was so cool because she's been there for like thousands of years. Yeah. Her pod is landed. So in this comic book, you, you go back. How many years? It's like 2,000 years yeah. before on Krypton and Kal-El's cousin, uh, Kira, yeah. right, crash lands on Earth. And she goes to Earth with a bunch of scientists. 
they die, but her pod is still left there. And that's the pod that you see that's opened yeah. in Man of Steel, but nobody knows what happened to her. Right. So the rumor was that she's been on Earth for countless amount of years, and she is basically the first Amazonian, mm-hmm. in a sense. I, I thought that idea was awesome. I, think, <laughs> I thought that was so cool. If you're going to change it up. Yeah. you know. Yeah, if you had to change But I, I like the way they went with the gods and stuff. Yeah. I like that. And, you know, something we didn't talk about in Aquaman, I think we will get, like, that history lesson that we got in Wonder Woman, that we got in Justice League. We got a little bit of Man of Steel. I like that DC's carrying that like theme forward. I don't, you know, maybe we'll get something like that in Shazam. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be dope. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd love to get the one thing I would really love to get would be a Green Arrow movie. Yeah, because there's that rumored movie from way back, Supermax. Right? How cool would it be if it was Comic Con and they did a great job, DC? Yeah. Not taking anything away, but if you blew our minds with something that we had no idea was coming, and that was Green Arrow, Supermax, where he has right? to break out of this prison as a one man show against all these people that he's put in that prison. Oh, man. Man, that'd be nuts. Oh, or even if they came up, like, because Birds of Prey's coming out and Black Canary is going to be one of the members. Right. You can't have Black Canary without Green Arrow. Yep. It's like having Lois Lane without Superman. Like, those two are, like, one of the best DC couples. And I don't watch the Arrow show, so I don't know if they're a couple in that There's show. There's, like, two or three different Black Canaries and a oh, White Canary. Okay. And it's, it's all over the place. It's all over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, like, Green Arrow is just such a cool character. I would love to see, you know, uh, what's the guy's name? Charlie Hunan from... Uh, Sons of Anarchy. Sons of Anarchy. And King he, Arthur. He, yeah, see, I'm not much of a fan of his. I think he's good at Sons of Anarchy, but when I saw him in uh, Pacific Rim yeah. and King Arthur, I don't feel like he can lead a film like he should. I feel like Stephen Amell, I guess it's TV, but he's better as Green Arrow on TV than he could be in a movie. But I don't know what like cast as a... Uh, Oliver Queen yet on on the big screen, but you're down with uh, Charlie, eh? I think Charlie would be great, and you know, like we're talking about like end games here, kind of, or yep. like where DC is going with all this. How cool would it be, you know, talking about worlds of DC, if they bring in, you know, the Anti Monitor like ten years down the road, and you have all these DC heroes, all these DC villains teaming up, but then because of the multiverse, you bring in, you pluck in the TV people, so you. Bring in the guys from Flash. You bring in the guys from Smallville. You bring in uh, Michael Keaton's Batman. You bring in, you know, uh, Linda Carter's Wonder Woman. You bring in all these different versions of all these characters throughout the entire history of DC, and have them going up against the Anti Monitor. Like that is DC's Infinity War. That's what they got to build. Like I don't know if they'll ever do it because yeah. it's ambitious. But I never thought I would see a day where Thanos would have the Infinity Stone gauntlet and he would snap his fingers. <laughs> so never say never. Because yeah. we're, we're, we're living in exciting times uh, for comic book movies. Well, I wouldn't say never, but I think now that the door's been opened with the DC streaming device, I think that would be the platform to do it. Because this way, you're not asking the general audience to come now <laughs> and watch that. You have all the fanboys that already um, subscribe to this this device that, that are going to tune in. Mm-hmm. But to ask everybody else to be like, watch this, 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 like everything from Wonder Woman's Linda Carter to yeah. Smallville, and then come pay 11 bucks and watch this film people are gonna be like what what is going on even though the like general audience is way smarter or at least like they've always been but yeah. you know we're more trained now to how to watch these films but i think it'd be suited better on this streaming device because then you don't really have to connect it to the theater so next time you see man is still five you wouldn't have to be like well what happened over here on the streaming device mm-hmm. if you're like a crazy fanboy then you know but if you don't it's all good yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, oh man, I, I'm always up for that kind of stuff. So many, crazy. Uh, so many possibilities. That's what I love about the streaming device. Yeah. It's like you can take chances and make shows that you never thought, like a Harley Quinn animated series. I never thought we'd get that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's groundbreaking, man. I can't wait to see what they do for me. The the 
the biggest things. I guess we'll we'll kind of wrap it up here with our, our highest content of Comic Con stuff. Okay. What what we like the most for me, I'm going to go. You know, the Hot Toy stuff. Obviously, yeah. I, I love what we saw there. I really love this whole comics aspect on your 4K TV. That sounds amazing. Brought to you by this DC streaming device. That's a game changer. Like yeah. I think that's massive. DC, we talked about this before, is also doing the whole Walmart exclusives. Yeah. Again, that's another way to get people's butts in comic book stores. I think yeah. that's great. We need more of that kind of stuff, and as well, uh, the Clone Wars, man. I love the Clone Wars. I can't yeah. go on enough about it. But that's uh, that's been the biggest thing for me. And um, nice man, yeah. nice. Well, if I had to pick, I just, definitely the Aquaman and Shazam trailers. Yeah. Uh, for once, people are talking positively about DC. It's yeah. nice to see, and I think, I think general audiences are going to be really pumped, and I think these movies are going to crush it. I think uh, you know these both movies. As I said, I think we're going to get sequels to these movies, and I think we're going ushering in a new era. Maybe I'm. Yeah, I'm always like the optimistic guy, but I, I like, how could you root against these movies? Look at Zachary Levi. Look at Jason Momoa. Look at how much fun they're having. They are. They're, you know, they're, they're doing so well in their roles. Like, you know, maybe they're not the best actors in the world, but like, they're not terrible actors. I think, you know, they're really good actors and they're really good at the roles that they're being put in. You know, Zachary Levi, he is Shazam now. Like he looks so much like he's playing that character so well. Like people said, big meets Superman. Right, you know, so I'm really like that. And Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Like, just the amount of fun he's having, I can't see anyone else being Aquaman now. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. No, it looks good. I'm excited, man. We live in exciting times, and man, like the words of my boy John Schnepp, the late great John Schnepp. What a time we live in! I can't wait to see more of this stuff. You know, we're talking to all these heroes. We lost one, unfortunately, mm-hmm. on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Well said, and uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening to our episode. Uh, you know, as we always say, you know. Write in, let us know your thoughts on this episode. Uh, be like Grabs, and you could get your own theme song as well. That uh, T Bone's going to be dropping next week, so look out for that. He's already committed. He uh, just texted me now. He's saying he's working. He's in the lab with Dre, just collaborating on those beats. Beats by T Bone. But honestly, like th- this is this was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, Troy, uh, you know, had a lot of fun discussing Always, DC. Man. Always. And I think the next movie we didn't even discuss venom we didn't see any footage but a lot of people were seeing is pretty pretty pumped on the venom footage yep. they were seeing and that's another movie i have in the superhero or in the comic or in the movie box office race you need that one yeah um and you know before we go uh one thing i we, i forgot to mention uh we mean you were talking before uh, about john schnapp and just the impact that he had and what we're going to introduce is um Every year at the end of the year, we're going to do um, the John Schnepp Memorial Sweatiest Movie of the Year. So we're going to ask uh, viewers to write in their top three. We're going to put in our top three. And this is strictly just nerd movies. So Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel, DC, you know, give us your top three. We'll tally up the votes, you know, wait it, you know, first gets the most, you know, points and whatever. And then we'll present, you know, uh, the Sweatiest Movie of the Year and just have an annual thing. Just a way to keep John Schnepp, you know, in our thoughts and, uh, you know, some of the stuff, some, unfortunately, some of the movies that he'll never get to see. But, uh, you know, he was kind of waving that geek flag in Hollywood. And it's just a way to honor um, a great sweaty yes. that uh, came before us and one that left his mark uh, in sweaty kingdom and a nerd kingdom. And, uh, you know, we're forever thankful for what he did, like the hours of entertainment for free that he provided us. And, um, you know, he'll always be you know, in our thoughts and, uh, 
you know, it, it's you know he was the king of the sweaties, and he would have been there at San Diego geeking out with us after. So, oh man, his presence was definitely there at Comic Con. I saw everything there, and uh, you know he's the king of sweaties, king of fandom, king of comics, and all around, all around king of humanity. He's mm-hmm. he's just a great person all around. I you know it's funny going with uh, Superman. I loved Man of Steel. And yeah. it was 2013 when I was just YouTubing stuff. Like, yeah. I got to find reviews. And that's when I first came across John Schnepp. Right. John Schnepp, John Campia, and maybe Clark Wolf, I think. Yeah. And they were reviewing Superman, Man of Steel. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this content and what these guys are talking about. Mm-hmm. And this guy knows this stuff about yeah. Superman. And uh, to this day, I obviously love that film. But 2013, I think it aired in 2012. But I've been watching John Schnepp since 2013 he's been a voice in my house ever since and uh, so much love and respect for that man of what he's done he's in all of us man he's just such a great person his presence will be missed but we got to keep him alive in in media and everything out there because he's just such a huge factor he's such a big deal and uh you know it's it's uh it's tough times and all the best out there for the family and his uh his his fiance out there holly um man Go out there and check out John Schnepp. If you have not seen any of his stuff, just yeah. Google him, YouTube him. He is great. He's one of us, but he's on another level. He's like between fandom and like the big man up there, right? Yeah. It's just an all-around great person. I've, I've, I felt so good a couple times when he's even liked a comment I've tweeted to him. You know, he answered one of my questions oh, way really? back on Clyder. And uh, man, he's, he's going to be missed. He's going to be missed. He's just such a big figure. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, wrapping it up. This was the Nerd Room. This is... Troy signing off. You know, it's a lot less structured than we normally are. They, Tim, Tim is kind of like the uh, the glue that keeps us on track. For sure, we kind of went all over the place, but it was fun. And uh, yeah, from the nerd room, I'm Sun. I'm Sunjay. <laughs> there it is. There it is, guys. And we are out. This has been a nerd room podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sunjay on Twitter at the NerdRM, Troy the Boy eighty seven, and Sunjabby. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out thenerdroom.net. Don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, and YouTube. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts in the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyrim Podcast, and San Diego Sabers. Follow the Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.